Welcome, everybody. This is The Zero Hour. A podcast about life's critical moments. This is your co-host, Mark Fiertz. And I'm Christine Chapman. Woo! So, happy Earth Day, Christine. Happy Earth Day, Mark. So that means it's April 22nd, right? Yes. And uh, this is The Zero Hour, in case y'all didn't know. I am your co-host... Mr. Mark Fiertz. And I'm Christine Chapman. And today we have a very special guest with us today. So we have, um, I refer to him as Snoop Tommy Tom. I refer to him (laughs) as Tommy Walsh. I refer to him as Tom Walsh. I refer to him as a good friend. Tommy, say hello. Hello, guys. Great to be on your show. Right on. So for those who don't know, Tommy and I go back... Way back. How far back? Way back. At least 20 plus years. Really? Yeah. So you guys were little young kids. We were little. Yes, we were not young. Basically, we met at like one of our first jobs. When the internet opened up for business, Tommy and I were employees one and two. Wow. Yes. So you basically discovered the internet. Well. I think we invented it, didn't we? We did invent it. it. We did invent it. So, um, all right, folks, the inventors of the internet right here with us today. Excellent. Um, so I think what we did is we we invented banner ads, didn't we? We, We're we're the the annoying people that put ads in front of you and bother you. You know, an interesting point about that, Tommy, I think I sold the first ad on the internet. Did you on the whole internet? On the whole internet, dude. www. Forward slash, forward slash. <laughs> All right, y'all. Tommy, thank you for calling in today. You have the perfect face for radio. I appreciate it. Um, Beautiful. We're going to talk about it's you. better every year. Say it again. I said it gets better every year. <laughs> there you go. My radio face. Yeah. Right on. We are going to talk about Tom's uh, zero hour moment today. Yes, right? we are. Uh, and it's inspiring and it's scary funny you know all these things so uh to give a little backdrop so yeah tommy and i know each other for for a long time um and you know in our you know young late 20s early 30s we were out hanging out partying a lot work stuff work hard play hard yep um and then we went our separate ways for a couple of years and then next thing i know I'm looking at these pictures of Tommy on the internet running marathons and wow. doing Ironmans. And I'm like, dude, I barely recognized you because you look fit as hell, right? Um, Tommy, tell us a little bit about that moment, the genesis, when you were just like, you know what? Like, my physical health and my mental health is priority now. Like, when did that happen? For you, yeah, I, I, you know, I think if you're if you're talking about a moment, uh, you know, it, it's really a, a period of time that, yep. that it evolved into. But uh, you know, if, if I had to pick a moment, it was it was in 2018 um, that that I was inspired to really get into it. And what inspired um, you, after, Tommy? Well, uh, so I was inspired by my friend Mark Corey, uh, a guy who also happened to work at that same company that, that Mark and I met at. Uh, really? And I met at, and uh, yeah, he joined later. He was on the tech side. I don't think 
we uh, he's one of the smart him, guys. So a, I wouldn't have known him. All right. He's a very, very <laughs> smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a friend of mine from college. Uh, we were fraternity brothers in college, and uh, I had introduced him to that uh, double click company that, that Mark Fierce and I uh, met at, and um, and so we were very close uh, all throughout our, our you know later lives, and uh, still are very close today, best friends, and. Um, he unfortunately um, came down with prostate cancer early on, uh, yeah. about 13 years ago. Uh, I think he was about 40 years old when it happened, and um, and so he, uh, you know, the good and bad news about prostate cancer is that it's a slow-growing cancer and it's manageable, and um, but um, you know, completely eradicating it is difficult. He's been in and out of treatment uh, for a long time, and he's been going primarily to Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital in yeah. New York City. Um, and while he was there in 2018. He learned about Fred LeBeau, and uh, and Fred LeBeau, if you don't know, is, a, is an inspiring character, uh, especially in the marathon world. Yeah, he basically invented the major marathon that we know today. Um, and um, just to give you kind of a little timeline, in 1970, he invented the New York City Marathon. He okay. was a, a, a road runner. He was kind of like me, you know. He was a, a couch potato that was trying to get fit and trying to get healthy and, and trying to change his life for the better. Um, and, and he got inspired to, to turn this uh, little road runners group into a marathon group. And in 1970, he was one of the 55 runners that finished his first New York City marathon. He became the president of the road runners. He grew the marathon to what it is today, the wow. five borough race, you know, 50,000 runners and a million spectators and five boroughs. And it's just, it's, it's a tremendous event. Amazing. Um, but then, yeah, Fred, uh, then got brain cancer in 1990, wow. he went to Memorial Sloan Kettering, mm-hmm. and he got amazing treatment there, and the guy that he is, he's an outgoing, personable guy, and he, he basically turns it around and says, hey, you guys are amazing, what do you need? Like, I've got a bully pulpit, I, I'm the head of the New York Roadrunners that run the New York City Marathon, um, you know, I've, I've got a national television audience, what can I do for you? And they said, we need money, we need money for research. You know, we're, we're making breakthroughs, but there's more that we can do. We've got doctors on the sidelines that need, need funding. And so uh, he founded a, uh, a group called Fred's Friends, I think it was called, and, uh, and raised money for cancer research. And then uh, and he ran the New York City Marathon for the last time while he was in treatment wow. uh, with Greta Weitz, one of the best women to ever run the New York City Marathon, and called all the attention he could to this charity, like the cancer research in general, and then it just started exploding. Uh, I think it was about 1995 when Fred's team was officially formed um, after he had passed away. And, um, and so Mark Corey, my friend, learned about Fred, learned about the story, learned about Fred's team. And he said, I want to do that. I'm in treatment right now, but you know what? I'm going to find the will and the urge. I'm going to run the 2018 New York City Marathon. So, um, and he did. Tommy, has, yeah, he ever, has he ever run a marathon before, or was he just inspired no, by, by Fred's no. story? Same so, thing. Couch potato, not really in shape, undergoing cancer treatment. Wow. Um, hormone therapy, you yeah. know, I mean, really, you know, depletes you, right? It, yeah. it, it, it uh, makes you weak and definitely uninspired to, run, to do anything, much less run a marathon. And he got up the courage and the the stamina and the fortitude to run the New York City Marathon all by himself in 2018. We were on the sidelines cheering him on the whole way. And then at, at a dinner afterwards with a bunch of our college friends, I, I was so inspired. I said, you know, Mark, what you did was amazing. I'm inspired, and I want to go out and run a marathon now. And, uh, and I think you guys at the table feel the same way. And I, not only do I want to run a marathon, but I want to run for your charity. Mm. I want to keep 
going what you've started. I want to grab the baton, so to speak, from you and make this an annual event. And and I'll do it next year, and I, I want these guys to chip in, and I want some one of us to be able to do this every year and just keep this going and keep raising money and awareness um, for for prostate cancer and, mm. and for Memorial Sloan Kettering and all the great things they're doing for you and for people like you. I just I want to keep this up. And it started spiraling after that. Um, and Tommy, you, know, you had, had no idea, did you, at the time that it was going to spur on this passion for running marathons and pushing yourself every single day to like train and be your best self, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a one and done. I thought I'd run the 2019 marathon, check the box, be one of the, you know, the 1% of the population that's ever run a marathon. And that's it. And I'll raise some money. And maybe I'll, you know, I'll contribute to the charity every year. I'll, I'll, I'll be part of the volunteer corps or something like that. But yeah, this is going to be one and done. And then what happened is the seven guys sitting around the table, including Mark himself, said, okay, well, you know what? Well, for the first year, I think this is a great idea. We should do this every year. But like for the first year, I want to be part of the first year. So we got seven guys who's our kind wow. of founding core. And we all ran the 2019 marathon together. I think four of us were running our first marathon ever. But the other guys were running either their second or third. It wasn't like anybody had, had been a marathon or had done one other than Mark doing his last year, you know, in, in the span of the last 10 years or something like that. So, so we were all pretty much amateurs. So I, I marvel at marathon runners. Me so too. Christina and I were just at the uh, start line in Hopkinton, right? And, like, these guys, you know, I think the Kenyans, whoever won, ran it in, like, a little over two. And I just marvel yes. at how the body can take – that physical abuse. So, Tommy, as you know, I, I trail run, right? And I, mm-hmm. like, regularly roll my ankles. Ugh, dude, I trail limp. I trail lumber, right? Like, <laughs> like, right. like I don't really run very, very long. But it amazes me because the person I knew as Tom Walsh was, you know, kind of just like me. Like, maybe eating too much, drinking a little bit too much, not in a great shape. And then all of a sudden... You know, we we lose contact for a couple of years, right? You know, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Tommy's running marathons. And then Tommy wants to do an Ironman. And, like, I reached out to you and just like, bro, I'm like, this is incredible. So a personal question about gearing up for, like, your first marathon. Because, you know, someone has asked me to maybe participate in a marathon. And I'm like, I'm legitimately, like, scared, right? But maybe it's my motivation. Yeah. Like, were you, was there like a moment and you're just like, F it, I'm doing it. And I don't care what it takes, whether I got to crawl through the line. Like, we, I'm not in shape for a marathon. And, and I'm sure by the, when you were training for your first as well, right. it was the same. So how did you get through yeah. that, that block, that physical block, I guess? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was not in shape, not ready. Um, it takes quite a while to get really in good shape for a marathon, you know, years really. Um, uh, but to, to finish one is not that difficult. But you don't know that going in, you know. And a couple of weeks after the 2018 New York City Marathon is when we had the dinner, and I totally mentally and, you know, um, emotionally committed to run it the next year. So I started thinking about training and, and getting plans together off the Internet, talking to different people, um, of course, we had a team of seven now. We can share information. Some of that, some of the seven had run before, so they were sharing tips and tricks of, of how to train yeah. for a marathon. Yeah. 
So then, how you know, many months did you train for, Tommy? Like, for I that first I marathon, was it a year? Yeah. Was it six months? Like... I think I started my base like when the, when it got warmer, or about this time of year, maybe April. You know, the spring flowers start to bloom, and you get out there and you start training. I didn't do a lot of indoor training and treadmills and things like that. So, um, you know, and the marathon for New York is in November. Yeah. You know, so a little, you know, six months, a little bit more than that. Uh, before that, I started kind of laying down a base and getting six into running months. again. That's it. That's, yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's impressive. Like, that I need, impressive. like, well, well, also, wait, hang on, yeah. Tommy, you ran, you ran, you ran track, right? Where'd you go to Syracuse? Where'd you go to school? college, yep. That's right. Yeah. Syracuse, yep. Great school. Go Orangeman. So, um, yeah. so you, you had, so, is, Tommy, is there such a thing in this kind of thought pattern of, as muscle memory, like your body knew? what to go into I'm sure, to or... a certain extent right like you have to your yeah, body yeah, has definitely. to have remembered right well here's the problem with me uh, unfortunately i did have muscle memory and it was too good because the brain remembered but the muscles uh. and the and the joints and the tendons were like we're like what the fuck are you doing to than me the brain right memory exactly Language. so i Sorry. really I thought I could just jump back into it and be the old guy, yeah. and I, I got injured a lot. I, for the first couple of years doing this, I would push it too hard. I would get injured a lot. I would read kind of generic training plans that were really designed for people that were in more shape or, or, or based on studies of elite runners. You uh-huh. know, this is the best way to do it. This isn't the way a 50-year-old should do it. Um, I, since then I've gotten more into, and I've been sharing some of this information with Mark, uh, you know, your co-host here yes. about running and then running at a, at a heart rate pace and, and, and slowing it down and, and, and listening to your body. So I'm getting, you know, we, we say a zero hour, but it's like a zero, you know, you know, time frame. Yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's learning that's continuous. So even though like I had a definite pivot point in 2018, getting inspired to really, make this more of just a life thing than, than a one-time event. Right. Um, and, you know, since then I've done, you know, seven marathons and seven triathlons. And, wow. I, and I've got goals to run even more and bigger ones. Jesus, dude. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's that now. It's nutrition. You're it's, a Viking, it's bro. training. You're a Viking. Yeah. You're a Viking. I mean, That's I'm a big tra- compliment well, coming I, from me. I don't have the... Uh, but, you know, maybe the Vikings landed in Ireland and, and uh, I'm part Viking. That could be it. I got to do the DNA thing. Excellent. Figure that out, Tommy. I got I got a question. I'm, I'm wondering if you'll if you'll uh, indulge us a little bit more on some uh, f- personal uh, adventures. So there was a family member, right, who was diagnosed, right? You be telling us a story. Yet oh, of- my, my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can so, you? Uh, my godson. Yeah. Um, uh, also uh, was affected by cancer. My mother passed away from lung cancer. So you know, just like a lot of people. Sorry. Cancer has touched me yeah. many different ways and in, in, in many different places, and um, you know, I uh, you know part of part of my drive and desire to really help Memorial Sloan Kettering is because they helped my friends and family in so nice. many different ways, and and one of the ways that I wanted to tell you guys about was um, kind of a breakthrough that was invented at Memorial Sloan Kettering that, that wound up saving my godson's life. Wow. And, and the, the amazing story about this and how it kind of came around in full circle is that I, um, uh, when I was married, 
my wife had told me about her uncle that passed away, you know, when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and her uncle Bobby, I don't know, maybe 1950, was a kid who got leukemia at like age three or something like that, and he got a 5% chance to live. So mm-hmm. basically they said, you know, get yourself in order, we're going to do everything we can, but we just, we don't know what to do. We haven't figured this thing out yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he passed away when he was, you know, a small child and didn't last too long. And that's very sad, and the family was definitely affected by it, and and I I remembered this story. Um, But then when my godson got cancer, it was 2003, I believe. He was also three years old, got leukemia. But they said, don't worry, it's okay, he's got a good form. He's got a 95% chance of survival. He's going to go through some chemo. It's going to be a tough road. But today, he's graduated from college. That's beautiful, uh, man. This this semester. Um, Healthy as can be. He's great. And then the linchpin is... He didn't get treated more Memorial Sloan Kettering, MSK in the city, but the breakthrough that they made there is, is what treated him. And I met the person when I was um, at the pre-dinner for uh, the Fred team for the New York City Marathon mm-hmm. uh, in 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the speakers was Aubrey Barr. And now Aubrey Barr got leukemia when she was a kid in the 1970s. Wow. And she battled leukemia for 13 years. Wow. Failed treatment after failed treatment after failed treatment at Memorial Sloan Kettering, trying to figure this out and had that same, you know, a similar dire prognosis where we don't know how to fix this, but we're going to try everything. And she has the distinction of being the first child that they, that it worked on, right? She was in a trial and the trial worked and that trial became the standard for today. And you met met her, right? So I met her at 2019's uh, dinner, pre-dinner for the New York City Marathon. I went up to her after the speech and I asked her what type of leukemia she had, and I shared the story of Connor, yeah. and it was the same type. And, wow. and the breakthrough that, that saved her life, you know, MSK then shared that, of course, with everybody in the world, and that is the standard of treatment for everybody. And I said, well, you know. And it's the re- reason Connor is, is here with us and Absolutely. thriving. Talk about 360, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Talk about, like. The research works, right? The donations work. The visibility works. Yeah. So Connor was saved by research, was saved by donations, was saved by science, right? That's an amazing story, Tommy. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That inspires me to this day. You know, I've determined that, you know, part of my goal is to run the New York City Marathon every year. For Fred's team, uh, last year I became captain of, of our little group. Uh, we call it Fred's Team Mark, yeah. our, our, our good friend Mark Corey. Um, and so I became the captain last year. We've awesome. grown it since the pandemic. We've come back. Uh, last year we had 19 runners, and we, just our little group, raised over $100,000 for the charity. That's amazing. Um, and it was. And, and, and we crossed that, that milestone, that $100,000 milestone, uh, during the race. You know, we all have our little... Yeah. smart watches and, and phones and everything. And as we're running, I think I was at mile 16 running past Memorial Sloan Kettering, and I got the news that we just really? lost 100,000. Poetic, man. That was That's so, awesome. So inspiring. It was amazing. And then that same year, last year, uh, the, the bigger group, Fred's team as, as a whole, um, since their existence has crossed $100 million wow. in donations. Hey, and 100% of that goes to the, the charity. If, if somebody wanted to donate, who's listening, right, how would they do that, Tommy? Uh, they could just go to FredsTeam.org. Uh, I've got a little link that goes to my page. Uh, if, you, if you're familiar with Bitly, so okay. B-I-T dot 
L-Y slash Fred's Team Mark. Um, and then Fred's Team Mark, you can see us on the social media channels, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Fred's Team Mark. Um, uh, yeah, you can you can just look us up yeah, and, and we'll, uh, uh, donate to the to the cost. And we'll link off to it from the zerohourpodcast.com as well. Yes. Appreciate it. So people can uh, people can link off to it as well. So Tommy, you have set a goal for what? 6 or 7 like of the top marathons. What's what's the number and how many uh, have so you done? Are, yeah, there are 6 world major marathons. Uh, Abbott Labs has, has created this kind of major <laughs> thing like the uh, tennis majors and the golf majors and stuff yeah. like that. So there's six major marathons. Uh, I've done four now. New York, of course, is one. And when I ran New York, I realized that there's this bigger thing and kind of set a goal to do all six of them someday. Okay. Um, and, and what are I, they? So and Berlin. which ones are they, Tommy? Just to remind us, especially those who are sure. ignorant to that. No problem. Reality. No problem. There's, there's three in the U.S. and three international. Okay. And they'll probably grow them uh, you know, in the future as well. But the, the three in the U.S. are Boston, where you guys we're last week. Yeah. Uh, Chicago and New York. Yep. Boston, Chicago, and New York in the U.S. And then internationally, it's London, Berlin, and Tokyo. And which ones have you done? So New York I've done several times. Yes. Uh, I did Chicago last year. I did Berlin in 21. Wow. And I just did Tokyo last month. Dude, stop. Stop. Unbelievable. <laughs> Tommy, so, all right. I have, there's another question I want to ask you, but, like, that's crazy. That's like, crazy. I'm looking at these pictures on the interweb, the thing that Tommy and I started, the internet, <laughs> right? Yes. And I see him in Tokyo, right? And I see him in Berlin. And I'm just like, look at this kid. Like, this is so awesome, man. It's Tommy, you tell a story about running Berlin, and I love that story from our last call where you were wearing the T-shirt and what the T-shirt says. Do you mind sharing that story? I know it's not necessarily a zero hour, but but maybe it is as you look back. Yeah, on. no, it, it's it's so inspiring. Um, so it, Fred's team uh, that I run for, they have a little uniform and their T-shirt's a bright orange T-shirt. Um, it's got the Fred's team logo on the front. Typically you put your name across the top so people would call out your name. Tommy is my name that I put on the front, one of the aliases that, that I go by. Um, and then uh, uh, on the back, there's a big emblazoned logo, uh, motto, if you will, that says, imagine a world without cancer. Imagine a letters. world without cancer. I love that. Yeah. And that's what we're going for, right? We're, we're striving Absolutely. for a cure for all of these different types of cancers. And some have been cured. Some are really close. Some are, are elusive. Um, and that we're just, that's what we're running for. That's what we're striving for. And it's a huge message right on the back of the shirt. Uh, along with, I also write the names of some cancer, you know, survivors and, and, and friends uh, on my shirt you know, as part of my donation, mm-hmm. um, drive as well. And so it's kind of cool. You see the back of the shirt, you see, imagine a world without cancer. You see all these names, which everybody kind of intuits exactly what they are, you yeah. know, mom and Connor and all these people, Mark. Um, and you know, you're obviously you're running for them. And then, um, this happened in Berlin and it also happened in Tokyo where uh, Fred's team is not as popular in New York. Everybody knows what it is and they, they cheer it out and there's hundreds of runners with the same shirt in Berlin and Tokyo. There's just a few, right? And, uh, this woman came up to me and the same thing happened in, in both Berlin and Tokyo where someone comes up to me and, and they're a runner and they're running alongside of me and they tap me on the shoulder and they say, um, you know, thank you for what you're doing. I have cancer. 
Oh. I have active cancer. I'm in treatment right now, and I feel like you're you're running for me. And thank you. Keep up the good work. Beautiful man. Uh, and it gives me goosebumps. You know, for the next mile, yeah. you are just floating on a cloud. Yeah. It's so wow. inspiring. Wow. That's amazing. I got it home. I got one more story for Tommy to tell. So Tommy, this is kind of funny, right? I think uh-huh. you might you might know where I'm going with this. Um, talk to me about your Chicago Marathon, right? And the goal you set for yourself and the last mile of that marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I forgot I shared that with you. That was, um, <laughs> it was fun. Um, so, I mean, 2019, I was injured. You know, I, I thought I was an 18-year-old kid. And forgot I was 50-something. <laughs> and I, I got hurt for that. I was hurt in Berlin. Uh, you know, I, I just kept, you know, trying to figure out the, the, the chemistry to get this right. And I got it. I got it right last year. So I'm going into Chicago, perfectly healthy, pretty well trained, not overtrained like I was doing before. And I was uh, I was doing these tests uh, to see how, how my pace was, was going and kind of where I should set my goal for the, you know, how much stamina do I have? How much speed do I have? My tests were telling me I could I could run about four hours. If I can run four hours, I can break four hours. So my goal was to break four hours. Dude, I can't even and walk I know if I can 26 miles, and you're running it yeah, under crazy. four, yeah, maybe. And, I, and my, yeah. my previous personal best, the four marathons that I had ran previously, my best was five hours and 35 minutes. So okay. I'm not going to go from 5.35 to below four. It's kind of wow. crazy. Yeah. But those were injured. This is healthy. I thought, you know, let's let's give it a try, right? So I... I found a pace group that was uh, trying to run, run the race in three hours and 50 minutes or you give, give myself like a 10 minute buffer. Mm-hmm. And I kept up with that pace group until about mile 10, saw some friends, stopped and, and probably spent a minute that I shouldn't have spent that whole minute. I regret that minute <laughs> hanging out with my, my Chicago friends mm-hmm. uh, and saying hi. Yeah. But I jumped right back in and I had like a little pace chart. So I knew exactly where I needed to be to break four hours. Yeah. And I was slipping a little bit. I was, I was on pace a little bit, you know, and I was, I was on the 350 pace when I was with the pace group up until mile 10. And then I was like 351 after the stop and then 352 after a couple more miles. You're like, shit. And then all of a sudden I'm like two miles out and I'm, I'm at four. Like uh, I'm, I now uh, have to jump up my pace just to get there, but I'm slipping. Like I, I've been trying to find another gear and I can't go any faster. So I'm just going a little slower and a little slower. And so the realization and probably what I should have done is just said, okay, not today. Not going to do it. Not going to break four hours. Um, you know, I'll come in at 401 or two or something but like you're that. Two, I'll, I'll you're, be happy. you're two miles out and you're pacing out. at like 401, four, right? And you're like, I want to break four. Right. I don't want to be on four, right? And yeah. you, you could have, yeah. you could have said, sorry, folks, park's closed, right? Moose out yeah. front should have told Absolutely. you. But instead, yeah. what, what did you do? So it, it's, uh, basically, that's about a nine minute per mile pace that I had to keep up. And I was, I fell off to about nine minutes and 30 seconds. So, I always had to pick it up, and I tried to pick it up, and, and by the next mile, I probably came in at about 9.15, so now I'm, I'm behind. i got to make up 15 seconds in a mile. Now i got to run eight-something pace, right? i got to run like an 8.50 At pace. the last mile. And Jesus. One mile to go, and I'm like, I could do an 8.50 pace. And I started, you know, I was looking at my watch, and I was about doing an 8.50 pace for, you know, half a mile. And then I just broke down again, and I started slipping again. So, you know, I'm looking at my watch, and... And, I, and then they get the 800 yards to go sign, the 400 yards to go sign. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, right there. I am at, like, 359 pace. Like, wow. it's, it's so close, and I'm 
pushing as hard as I can and and my my body just starts to shut down and my hands are tingly and oh, I see no. the finish line. I'm looking at my watch and I, I, I see the finish line and my watch says 3.59 and 50 seconds. I got <sighs> 10 seconds to get from here to the finish line. I don't really, I'm in a fog. I don't know how far away I really am. I'm watching my, co- my, my, my clock kick, click up, right? 51, 52, 53. And then, I, and then I see the finish line pass above my head and I'm looking down at my watch just to see where I'm at. 359, 58. Oh, my God. That's amazing. What a story. Wow. Dude, did you just, like, collapse at the finish line? I did. I was was just beyond exhausted. uh, I can hear you smile, dude. Like, you're still proud of that. Of course. I am. I'm proud of you, and I don't even know you, Tommy. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Tommy, yeah, that, that is amazing. That is that is amazing. Like, listen, we are almost at time, my friend. Um, is there anything else you want to share, or anything we could help you promote um, that can help you? Like, you yeah, like us? how do we? Yeah, how do we stay in touch with you, Tommy? How do people? You're going to share the link so that people can donate. Is there anything else that we can have you share with us so that we can pass it yeah. along? I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I think, you know, I just focus on Fred's team, Mark. It's the biggest, you know, biggest thing in my life. You know, I, I you know, I want to be selfless and, and think of others and, uh, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, share the love. And, and, and it's not just money. It's, it's, it's awareness, too. It's um you know, one of the things that, that I became aware of with this whole prostate cancer thing is that um, it used to be a, a well-known fact that you get your PSA tested when you're 50 or above and tell your male friends to do that. And, and it became a, uh, not a thing anymore recently. Right. The insurance company, somebody conspired to say, hey, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Let's make it optional. So let's not make it optional. Let's Spread the word, you know, tell your friends that are that are male and 50 plus, like get your PSA tested, you know, for the... I got my women, to do. You know, it's, it's the mammograms. Um, and, uh, you Imagine know, a world uh, you know, without cancer. That's... Imagine a world without cancer because, you know, we can. And I think, you know, what, what keeps me running and keeps me going, keeps me motivated is that every year MSK is coming through with another breakthrough. And, and you know, 100% of our donations go to that, that, that hospital. And even my friend Mark has been in trials that have been supported by Fred's team. And then last year there were two breakthroughs that had uh, funding from Fred's team that eradicated certain types of cancers. Oh, One was like a colon cancer. And uh, you could just see, like, and then my story with, you know, with the the, the young uh, boy in, in 1950, the uncle-in-law, yeah. um, and then Aubrey Barr, you know, coming through with the, with the save at MSK, and then, and, you know, that then translating to save my godson. Um, you know, we're, we're getting closer with a Absolutely. lot of these things, a lot of cancer diagnoses. You know, have a ninety plus percent survival rate, but I'm going to keep going until it's a hundred. You know, we got to get to that finish line together. And how lucky are we for people like you, right? Who, who keep running and keep believing and keep spreading the word. So thank you so so much, Tommy. You... Well, thank you guys for giving me a microphone to to spread the word. I'm just a mess. Any any time, bro. Miss you. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about this today. I'm glad you got to share that story. I'm glad you and I have reconnected. Um, 
Life is good. And Mark, I'm glad you're going to run with us next year. You're oh. going to do your first marathon with Fred's team. You're saying it right here on, on the air, aren't you? Christine, did I hear that right? I am um, I am looking at him as he deliberates. Mark's facial pain right now. <laughs> uh, I'll get you through it, buddy. We'll do it together. All right. He's just committed. I've just committed. All right. All right. All right. New York City Marathon, oh, Mark Fiertz yeah. joining Mark's team. Oh, my goodness. All right, buddy. Well, I'll see you soon. We'll go running together, and then I'd love to meet you, Christine, in person. Can't wait, Tommy. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you again uh, for spending time with us. I'm Mark Fiertz. And I'm Christine Chapman. And we are The, the Zero, Zero Hour. Hour. Signing off. See you next week. Bye.